0: Hey man!
1: Oh, hey there! We didn't see didn't see you there, listeners.
0: I guess you guys are here. If you guys are here,
1: fuck me right! (laughs) (laughs) Look, if you're here, you are here for some reason for chapter forty eight.
0: Chapter forty eight. We are. We made it, man.
1: As you can tell, we're a little we're a little exhausted. Or a little spend. We uh, as was stated earlier, we're planning on recording the last three in one whole stint, but uh things went horribly wrong on the on the third and last. Oh. And uh we took a little break, hoping to refuel a little bit. Uh I can say for myself, didn't work. Nope. Uh feel more empty than ever. <laughs> so here we go, uh, chapter forty-nine of Dune. Uh, we haven't titled the last few because uh, th- I've decided to group them all into a trilogy called "Thank Fuck This Is Over."
0: Thank fuck this is over. Hey, so last night uh, I was I, I I've been reading the Stephen King uh, short story book for on and off for like I don't know, for like a year or so. A year. Just finish the book. Oh no, it's a short story book. You know, you pick one up, you put it down. Look, here's yeah, yeah. here's the, here, here's the don't point. Don't tell here's me
1: about short stories. I'll tell I'll you. Tell what me the about fuck I want long stories. I want moderate length stories.
0: Oh really? You want moder- You want you want moderate length stories? Yeah.
1: I don't think that's outrageous. I, I,
0: I don't think I don't know why I got so aggressive there. I just felt like yeah. I needed.
1: <laughs> I like it though. I like the I like the fire in your belly.
0: I'm here I'm here to entertain you folks. Like 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 uh like Russell Crowe when he killed. Okay, oh, what does that mean? <laughs> uh anyways, I, I was reading the Stephen King book Didn't Russell uh, Crowe like
1: hit a guy in the head with a telephone or something. He does that every day.
0: Ago? Russell Crowe hits somebody every day of his life. He like Nicolas Cage, Russell Crowe doesn't answer to anybody. Nah, I can't confirm that. <laughs> or deny, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So this <laughs> book, it's called Skeleton Crew. Uh, it's a bunch of short stories by Stephen King. But I, I ended up clicking. I ended up flipping to this play, flipping to this page. A uh, uh, short story called Beach World, and it's beach about Beach World. Beach World.
1: That's amazing by Stephen King.
0: By Stephen King. Killer and, beach balls. Uh, <laughs> you, you wish. Instead, it's a. Mu- it's much more uh, killer sand. It is about killer sand, and you think yes. I'm joking, but no, it's I about don't. killer sand.
1: <laughs> I really don't. If it wasn't and, killer beach balls, it had to be killer sand.
0: And the setup for this story is that it's these two astronauts that get stranded on a planet mm-hmm. that's just all sand, yeah. beach,
1: beach, planet. everywhere, beach world,
0: beach planet. But there's no water; it's all it's just it's all sand. But they just so call it beach Dune. world. Exactly. <laughs> And slowly, as these guys stay on this beach planet, Dune, essentially, they start going crazy. One guy is about it. He's like, first he's like, come on, like, it's not that bad. It's like a giant beach, isn't it? And the other guy's like, what the fuck are you talking about? It's like some sort of beach world. (laughs) (laughs) And I couldn't help but juxtapose the the plight of these two astronauts going crazy on a beach planet with us slowly going through the Book of Dune and driving ourselves crazy doing it. And oh, it was boy. just like it was like reading so our been, situation. This is what's
1: been what's been going on over there. This is what you've been so busy doing. Yes. Why I had to push recordings back so much. Beach world. Yes.
0: Beach world. Hey and we're the boy.
1: and we're the we're the we're the astronauts, right? Right, buddy.
0: I, I'm glad you put that together, because because that's that's that is all the content that I've gotten together for this fucking episode.
1: <laughs> beach World, hey, fuck. All right. I don't know, man. I don't know what to tell you, but I'm I'm I want to go to Beach World because currently I'm living in Ice World. That was terrible. Cut this out. Cut that. Out. <laughs> no, Cut I'm out. keeping
0: this in. Every time you say "cut that out," I leave it in specifically because I know I you're hear not it. listening to these episodes. So well, we have
1: to talk about the chapter.
0: Yeah, we got to. So I, I've got I've got the chapter introduction here, and I'm gonna read the last chapter introduction for Dune. <clears throat> no, this is a good
1: one. I want to read this one.
0: You want to read this one? All right. You can read it. <laughs> He was warrior this and seems mystic. seems like a lot of fun. <laughs> oh. Don't do this. Continue. Don't interrupt me. This is good. I have to... Ki- I, I, Ogre okay. and saint. He was warrior and mystic. Ogre and saint. The fox and the innocent. Chivalrous, ruthless, less than a god, more than a man. There is no measuring Muad'Dib's motives... By ordinary standards. In the moment of his triumph. Turn up. Turn up. In the moment of his turn up. <laughs> he saw the death prepared for him, yet he accepted the treachery. Can you say he did this out of a sense of justice? Whose justice yes. then?
1: His. His papa's. <laughs> his dead son.
0: Remember. We speak now of Muad'Dib who ordered battle drums made of his enemy's skin, the Muad'Dib who denied the conventions of his ducal past with a wave of his hand, saying merely, I am the Kwisatz Haderach. That is reason enough. From Arrakis Awakening by the Princess Irelon. I they're am pretty the Kwisatz Haderach.
1: pretty fucking metal pretty fast.
0: No making shit, sk- man.
1: Making s- well, drum skins out of his enemies.
0: I think uh, I think we talked about this yesterday or the, or the day before. Where you're a, Paul is a different person. He's a completely different person now. He's a monster. The, star, the starry-eyed boy. He's out of that he knew at the beginning of this book. Oh, he's out of control. He like you said. He, he's I guess so.
1: Here's like my, my prediction is that Dune is going to shift and Paul is going to become like the bad guy at some point. And Maybe Aaliyah or someone will shift to become the main character in some of these other fucking books.
0: But I'm calling it,
1: because Paul's out of control. And He's becoming a space he, hitler. He,
0: yeah, well, and it's, but at the same time, like he's almost... See, here's the thing about this entire book. They really kind of leave it up... What do you think? Do you think he did this by choice, like becoming space hitler by choice? Because he saw the future coming. You know, he 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 saw this well or did he, he, he just not
1: so it's just like he doesn't really choose what happens right things just happen
0: um but he can kind of change things in the course of things as in change things in the course of things change things as they're happening um and i think part of the an, an example that we have here is um during this last chapter when the emperor is brought in uh, to the the Keen throne room or what whatever room they're in. It's the house that the Atreides originally were staying at. Um, I think it has to do with um, you know, Thufir Hawat is in the is in the room as well, and Thufir Howat is basically tasked by the Emperor, I think, pat in the past, uh, by Baron Harkonnen as well to betray uh Paul, which is kind of mentioned in this chapter introduction, and. Paul sees this. He knows that Thufir Howitt has this task given to him to portray Paul, and he comes up to Paul. He he comes up to Thufir and he's like, "Do with, do what you will, you know, like what or like whatever you need, like." do. Uh, do. do do what you're gonna do, and Thufir doesn't do it. He doesn't. He doesn't kill Paul. Instead, he succumbs to his Just poisoning. I guess. Just uh, kind of... Uh, bleh, bleh. Yeah. Meanwhile, Baron Harkin... Meanwhile, Baron Harkin is still like bouncing off the walls. <laughs> He's still, still
1: bad. <laughs> <laughs> Just a carcass b- bouncing off the walls. Giant carcass. And you know, he and I'm and I'm sorry. Listen, I'm sorry, everyone. I know it's the last episode. And I didn't want to have to talk about poop. But you know that the Baron, like when you die, like you, your bowels release. There's poop everywhere. <laughs> so is the Baron wearing a still suit? I don't think he wears a still suit. I think he wears like a series of robes and like flowing. I
0: think he's just rolled. I know. think it's like, and it's all, needs... all, all his poop is all kind of like rolled. Or he doesn't up wear anything. Robes. I
1: could also see him just wearing like a loincloth.
0: I think that, yeah, I think in the uh, Hodorowski's Dune adaptation, like the Alejandro Hodorowsky. Well, that's not real. He didn't, well, it's not real, but like there's concept art for it, and he's practically not wearing anything. It's just a big old diaper, and he's just floating around in a big old diaper.
1: Wow. Wow. I wonder why they didn't
0: make that one. Wow. Uh, man, there's a whole documentary series. I can, it's because I think somebody... I, know, the,
1: I, I remember when it was in theaters at the Film Fest here in Calgary, and I was going to go, and I don't know what happened, but I did not go. And then I never watched the movie, and that was, like, seven years ago.
0: I mean, you had the so, prescience. You, you knew that you weren't going to like Dune.
1: <laughs> no, here's meant. the thing, though. It's the last episode. I have to clarify. I do like Dune. Very much. I do. Yeah? I do. No, I do. I, it's just a lot, and it's just, like, just a lot <laughs> to talk about every day. And... uh like I want to know where it go. Like I do want to read the rest of these books at some point, yeah, for the show or not. And uh, even though I know it just gets fucking, it just goes even more off the
0: rails. But hey, yeah, yeah, it, yeah, it, it does get kind of out there. Well, just, yeah,
1: it's like a motif for I, my life.
0: <laughs> I I'm with you. I obviously I like Dune. Uh, I've read a bunch of the books, but never never to di- like doing it in this format you're absolutely correct like it is a lot to I do. think like we
1: said in the last episode it's just like we yeah we have so much time to really think about each chapter and, or really like space things out so it's been it's been a long three or four months
0: yeah oh my and,
1: god uh, yep that's real that's real you know it's a real <laughs> sentence it's a real sentence about our lives so but hey, uh, this is the end. Uh, Happy spirits. So the real question is: is that when the Baron died, and he pooped, and his poop, and his bowels released, and there's poop everywhere, then what? The Where's that poop going? Did the, the poop, poop was, also float, or did the gravity? Did it just go down? It just, it just hits the floor, no,
0: right? Uh, I don't. I yeah, it just hits the floor. The poop doesn't have like it doesn't have he the suspenders doesn't provide him with a gravity like, orbit around him. Although, that'd be kind of funny.
1: Now, here's my next question. When that poop drops, are there Fremen scooping it up, trying to get some moisture out of it? Get some water? Oh, yeah.
0: Oh, absolutely. No question. Throw it in a little Brita filter as I'm squeezed out. They got got a little Brita (laughs) poop filter ready to go.
1: I got a little travel one.
0: Yeah. As soon as they saw the Baron uh, let out his... Uh, let out his final poop, they were like, whoa, 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 don't let, Don't let that go to waste.
1: No, it was just like <laughs> okay. it was just like 10 frame and all just like scurrying like a mosh bit all of a sudden all on top of it. And then it just clears and there's nothing there anymore.
0: You know, I think I saw something very similar at a Slipknot show when I was like 13. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> checks out, checks out.
0: And all the poop was just gone, cleaned up, and they... Drink <laughs> it's
1: like magic. Where does it go? <laughs> Actually, I though, know. I will say on that note, and let's say we'll just keep it to all I'll say is that I was at a music festival a couple of years ago where I saw an entire porta potty, an entire outdoor bathroom tipped over and just, just uh. foul, just foul oof the stench that is well the stench that is, and it was a uh it was a tide of liquid ass is the only way it can properly be described That rolled in over the entire dance floor of this music festival and uh, and people didn't notice because they were all drunk as shit oh yeah they're around. tripping
0: on mushrooms and I was watching yeah. them all, and I was like,
1: you're all standing in shit and piss. playing.
0: Get out of there! And like,
1: Woo! Nobody listens. Nobody <laughs> listens to me. That was you've a true story, a... though.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you've told me this story before.
1: Of course I have. It's one of the my go-tos. The
0: infamous poop story. It's
1: infamous gonna... poop story. One of the infamous poop stories. <laughs> so, back to this chapter, I mean, what else happens here? Is this Jessica... This is something that happened with Jessica here, right? So yeah, like, Paul when, was like, "I hate you."
0: <laughs> yeah, more or less. Well, I think it was uh, it was right before <laughs> the emperors brought into the room, and uh, Jessica comes in, and I think Alias a- not in the room. Aaliyah's helping the other kids kill a bunch of you know wounded Sartakar out in the on the fields Cause that's she's what kids teaching
1: people. everyone Muay Thai. <laughs>
0: yeah, with dead bodies.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: And uh Jessica. And yoga comes in. and
1: Tai Chi and, and some Tai Chi at the same
0: time. Does is make sense? Oh, it's well that's just that is just the uh uh what's uh, what's their uh what's our martial art? Fuck, what was it? I don't remember. Sarbak Sarbacar?
1: No, Sarbucha. Benny the guy. J Benny Hazo, Benny Benny <laughs> and the Jets. How many times have I done that one?
0: I think that's a new one. I think we never got that far. I haven't
1: done Benny and the Jets. Benny and the Jets. Benny and the Jets. Got to make up for lost time. Lost opportunities.
0: Oh, the Weirding <clears throat> Way. That's what the that the Benny Weirding Jets Way.
1: Right now. I could have sworn that that was from The Wheel of Time, but hey, my brain is a bunch of mush these days.
0: Hey, I'm here. I'm with you, man. I think it's actually Weirding Way. I think is actually a character in Twin Peaks. And He's a tree.
1: Listen, he's a tree <laughs> with the spirit of a man trapped inside of it. The man is 1400 years old and he's native to the land and he is the tree. But in season three, you just uh, describe, he, be- he, just he becomes a uh, he becomes a takeout, he becomes a takeout container of fries. <laughs> And he's trapped <laughs> in that. But it's I pretty was good.
0: I was like, "Are are you just describing the Green Man from Eye of the World?"
1: No, I wasn't. But I should, hey, as we get back, as we get back on track to Eye of the World, I gotta start getting more Green Man in me. If you know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? Start well, getting I'm a, a little you. more Green Man
0: in my life. We should do some special Surround episodes you. where you. Actually, now that I'm. I was about to, you know, I was about to say the stupidest thing. Do you want to hear what I was about to say? I was gonna say we should do special episodes where you and I get baked and talk about Wheel of Time. And then I realized that's what we fucking do episode. anyways.
1: That's every episode. <laughs> that's every episode for me. Listen, I got freedom over here. Legalization, freedom. You can't get me. You can't come at me. <laughs> <laughs>
0: here, here. Uh, so.
1: Yeah, okay. So So Paul hates Jessica now, I guess. (laughs) Paul
0: Paul (laughs) hates Jessica. (laughs) Jessica hates Paul. Uh, No, I think what it comes down to is that when Jessica comes to speak to Paul, she's just struck by how cold uh, Paul is about the whole situation. And specifically the fact, and I think Chaney as well, uh, specifically the fact that his son is dead. I think Chaney also goes out to him and is like, our son is dead. And he's like, we'll make more. Don't you worry he's about like, it.
1: Yeah, he's well, you that. know, yeah. yeah. You win some, you lose some. So is I'll, my dad.
0: I'll <laughs> you. yeah. Everybody's everybody's dead. Come on. Come on. Come on. How bad yeah, is that? Yeah, stuff.
1: It? And then I guess he's also simultaneously like ordering uh drums to be made out of the skin of his enemies while this is all happening. And he's become quite a quite a monster.
0: Hey man, when you are uh when you are known as a as a ruthless leader you gotta play the part you gotta play the part man
1: unless you just unless you just change your policies and don't be ruthless
0: that's not an option. Why would you say something so stupid?
1: You more <laughs> stupid you could just be stern you could just be staunch
0: yeah, but no. No, we're not going to do that. He's not going to do that cuz he knows what the he's friend about.
1: with a staunch fist.
0: I've learned a lot Managed. working in uh in marketing and uh, 90 990% of all good marketing is just knowing what your brand is. And uh Paul's brand skin drums.
1: Yeah, Paul's brand
0: <laughs> is uh yeah,
1: is human taxidermy <laughs> and uh and drums drum making.
0: And you stick and to it. When you
1: combine the two together, I mean, it is—you you take your work, you take your passion, you put them together. You never work a day in
0: your life. <laughs> you, you're on it. Yeah, you've got it, man. You yeah, know, and, and that's what—and that's what
1: Paul's carving out for himself.
0: And he's doing it at 17 years old. You and I wish. Wow. We had. He's going to be in
1: He's going to be Forbes oh. uh, 30 under 30.
0: Oh, absolutely. He's going to have 20 under uh, 20. Uh, one of the, the one of the Jenner's money. I don't know the, the first name of the Jenner. I don't even know if it's in the
1: Forbes who does that, but Jenner, one of them's got yeah. it. Uh, yeah, yeah, Chris, yeah,
0: Kylie, sure, one of them. I think Ooh, Kylie does. Uh,
1: Caitlin. listen, I know, him. I know him.
0: <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah, that wraps it up. That basically wraps up a little bit the the story of Jessica. Jessica and Cheney actually get the last words of this book, which i I think is actually kind of interesting and uh, honorary for for Jessica and Cheney. And they're referring to the fact of like how history how history will remember them. And throughout the course of this chapter, Paul uh, kind of lays down the law in the fact that he's going to marry Princess Erlon. It's good for politics. Yeah. It's, good, it's good for... He's like,
1: this is definitely happening. You can't stop me. Shut up. Yeah. Uh, it he- makes sense. And I don't want to hear about it.
0: Yeah. He looks at Chaney. He's like, I love you. And you're like, you're still like my number one. But like, that's... I got to marry. But you're a sand person. You're a sand person. <laughs> Unfortunately. But Je- Jessica comes up to Chaney near the end of the chapter. And she's basically saying like, look, like, it sucks that you're going to be going through this situation. And and Jessica has that bit of solidarity with Cheney because Jessica went through the same sort of situation. Although uh, Duke Leto never married anybody else. But uh, Jessica's saying, like, in in the eyes of history, they're going to remember us as wives, not concubines. We're going to be... Yeah, exactly. I mean, nobody knows, like, yeah.
1: You know? Nobody nobody uh, remembers titles. They're just like, you were the... You're the lady. That's a wife, I guess.
0: Yeah, exactly. Uh, but it kind of brings up sort of the sort of the importance of Jessica throughout this story, and I do kind of think that Jessica is up there as like probably one of the more complex characters in this in, in this entire story. My issue with Jessica is how she flip flops between her feelings with Paul, but at the same time. Paul is kind of turning into a mass-murdering psychopath.
1: I mean, kind of. I think he's there. I think the transition <laughs> has happened.
0: Yeah, he's he's made it. I mean, once you've got... Look, where, how many skin drums do you need to draw that line?
1: Yeah, one? and like, here's Two. another question. Is How many drums can you make out of one dead worm? I bet a lot. Did, oh, man. If you want to be making skin a, drums, I don't think they need to be human. You can Paul.
0: get a, you can get at least one. You can skin at least one Terry Bosio kit out of a wolf. That's a little drummer joke for you guys out there.
1: Hey, <laughs> check out our other podcast. It's called Drum by Drum.
0: Yeah, we just hit drums to each other. It's for actually what we're
1: changing this podcast into for season three. It's just about drums. Okay, so, well,
0: so let's get back on there's, track. There's, there's there's two more things about this chapter that uh that are worth noting. That's there's the uh fight with Fade Rautha between Paul and Fade Rautha and how the lead oh, up goes. Uh the how the lead up goes into it is that uh Gurney Gurney feels like he's owed a Harkonnen death because, you know, they killed his sister, he went through the slaving pits on uh Giedi Prime. Gurney feels like he's owed a death of a Harkonnen. He needs to kill one. He didn't get the chance to kill Beast Rabon, but we've got Fade Rautha here. <laughs> However, fucking
1: ah, I gotta kill one of them. It's like man, they're like it. all dead. They're like all dead. It's fine. <laughs> the ones you hate are dead. Nah, I gotta kill.
0: Uh, so Fade Routha's left, but Fade Routha, <clears throat> he understands like the political, the political sort of, uh. I don't even know the word I'm trying to go. He he knows the right terms to say, and he calls Canley in this situation, which basically calls up the, the feud between the Atreides and the Harkonnens. S- no Gurney, specifically the Atreides and Harkonnens. And Paul obeys this, which I kind of find interesting because he more or less, they br- they brought this up near the end, at the end of this book as well, because he's kind of picking and choosing which, which traditions he's following because technically speaking, he's not supposed to use nuclear weapons, even though he used a nuclear weapon to blow up the shield wall. His gray area is that he didn't use it on people. You know, that's mm-hmm. where he is that's able to exactly. get
1: away. And that's why he says he it's fine because he didn't use, he didn't aim it at people. He aimed it at rocks or something.
0: Exactly. Uh, so using but I so don't break
1: know. he's he's just becoming like a cult leader, and, and he knows this. That's really what's he, going on here, and he knows, he knows
0: this. And I think even Reverend Mother Gaius Mahella, um, Gai- <laughs> Gaius Helena Mahayam, Gaius Magellum. Gaius recon- McGellum, <laughs> Highest Miguel. Uh, she's uh she knows this as well, and she kind of I think th- in this chapter she mo- she kind of calls him out, and I. Th- she feels really, or maybe it's Jessica. Everybody's worried about the religious fervor that Paul has over the Fremen as this character of Muad'Dib, you know, and with his power of the Kwisatz Haderach, he's, he's poised to just annihilate everybody. And uh, he also has a trump card which which is like, the the Spacing Guild has to listen to everything he does because he can destroy the spice. He knows how to destroy it.
1: And you need the spice. And he threatens and the, it. And then once he threatens it, they're like,
0: fuck. Yeah, they're like, okay. They got... <laughs> I like that they had to... It's kind of uh, just it. They're them. like,
1: fu- okay, I, uh, you win.
0: Have you ever seen what a guildsman looks like in the David Lynch movie? No. They... I mean, they I have, actually,
1: but i not, not memorably. Not that I can. They draw look actually,
0: right they look actually really, really cool. Um, they've got they're wearing garbage bags. They're wearing Ooh. like a full, full body garbage bag. Um, and uh, and I guess you've never seen a guild navigator as well. Guild navigators are these things that are mentioned in this book a little bit. But this, uh,
1: I'm looking at them. I'm looking at a picture of them.
0: A guild navigator. It's like
1: a gold a little gold little man.
0: Actually, they're huge.
1: These are like gold, big old gold man.
0: Yeah, they're more, they're like human goldfish. You should look up David Lynch's Guild Navigator. You're going to be like, what the yeah, fuck? Yeah,
1: I don't know what I'm looking at. I don't know what I'm looking at.
0: Yeah, that's What's this that big thing, monster thing. That thing talks. So Guild Navigator's uh they're basically mutated humans of the spice you know spice fucks them up and they're able to bend uh space time with their minds to navigate space travel so people can this is in this book yeah it's mentioned i didn't read this it's mentioned but it's not really like a plot thing later on you get to see you know other guild navigators in there in at at work but uh, uh this is what I mean
1: you know it's like I like Dune but then like what is my looking at? What is this giant
0: I think I psychic think a... slug thing? Yep. You nailed it. That's it. That's that's exactly it. Cool. Alright. And it and and it poops.
1: I bet it does. Does it have a still suit?
0: <laughs> Absolutely not. It let's the poop just float around in its tank with it It's a little
1: tank <laughs> like a fish.
0: <laughs> like a tank and he eats it, he eats it with up. of the water. Yep. Okay. So Ooh. Paul or uh Fade Rotha calls Canley. Paul obeys and they get it on. And uh I mean oh, not that oh, way.
1: I missed that part. Uh
0: but they, they start fighting and I've said it before, like to spite, awesome. like the fights are awesome, man. Like he, he really knows Frank Herbert really knows how to write a fight. And I'm surprised he leans away from it as much as he does to focus on the philosophical thing. I mean, at the end of the day, I know Frank Herbert has a, has a pretty heavy agenda with this book, like in terms of allegory and different, uh, different metaphors. He's trying to talk about with the modern world with this book, but you know, he knows how to write Kung Fu. Like I can feel, I feel like I'm watch watching step by step how they're fighting. And, uh, Fade Ralph has got a few cool tricks up his sleeve in this. He's got a poison knife and then he's got this like weird, uh, poison like knife needle point, needle point coming out of his belt. That's a good one. And yep. he's like trying to hit, he's trying to hit Paul with his hip. To get his, you know what he needs?
1: Pocket full of snakes. Or oh. pocket full of sand,
0: yeah. A full of
1: sand's a good one. I mean, we got sand everywhere. Get that nobody, in the eyes.
0: Nobody is uh, using enough sand in the eyes in this book. You know, with how much sand that's going on around here.
1: Yeah, it should be happening constantly. Really.
0: Yeah, all the time.
1: Involuntarily.
0: Yeah. Disappointed. Disappointed. Uh,
1: but yeah, I mean the so, fight.
0: Uh, the fight sequence is awesome as yeah. usual. Paul ends up killing Fade Routha with a fucking uh knife up his fucking neck, or like he kills him mm-hmm. like essentially it goes up his jaw and up through his head. so like beautiful. yeah, it's, it's, it's one pretty two gr- It's a good one two. yeah. he's dead. And uh, that's it for Fade Routha. and uh you know, I feel kind of bad for fade R- Fade Routha really came into his own as a character in the back half of this book. Uh, to play that Yeah, Jackson and he Rose. got
1: killed hard. I don't feel bad for him.
0: Fuck him. I mean, the Harkonnens are piece just, of shit. Are just so awful. how many
1: are Harken? How many Harkonnens are left? Are they like what's going? They're on? all
0: done. They're gone. Are pretty they completely, completely wiped? Dead. They're pretty much pre- completely wiped. Wiped. I think there might be like you know the like, odd. do Harkonnens
1: ever come back into in a in Dune? No. Or is it only no. book one is about Harkonnens?
0: Book one's about Harkonnens. Um. But as far as like future family members coming back and fucking shit up, yeah, they're not. They're not part. They're not a part of. Uh, let me just but say is the house gone forever,
1: room. or no? Like some of them may still. There might be a few. The house does. There still might be this. a few.
0: There. There might be. The, a does few.
1: the Does the feud between Atreides and Harkonnen still stand? Or no, this? This there, ends.
0: That. This ends it. This ends it. And they. The Atreides are beyond that feud now. Like, got it. He, uh,
1: they've got a feud with the whole world, whole galaxy.
0: Exactly, and essentially, Paul claims emperorship, like by marrying Jessica here, or not married.
1: Oh, Irialon,
0: marrying Irialon. Uh, he claims emperorship. Like, there's nothing that stands in his way in terms of power. Like, he is the he is the end all be all at the end of that. It's seven fucking teen years old, man. It's fucked. Um,
1: the things you can accomplish when you really put your mind to a bunch of drugs and just <laughs> let it completely take control of you.
0: <laughs> and I think the, there's a last thing that I think is worth talking about. I think I talked about it a little bit yesterday. <clears throat> is uh, the the treachery card that uh, the Emperor and Hell Helmaheim have is Count Fenring. The failed Kwisatz Haderach attempt. Who's been trained mm-hmm. to be the Quizot's Hotarok, although he is not the Quizot's Hotarok.
1: So he's got some skills to pay some bills.
0: Yeah, he's got some skills to pay some bills. I like that. That's good. That's, that's a good. Little Thanks. Let's um, come up with it. So what's cool here is that when Count Fenring comes into the room, Paul looks at him and he can't, he hasn't seen him before. Like in terms of pressing In any of like his visions. Any of his visions. He has never seen him before. And I don't know, it's never really said, but I think it has to do with the fact that he's connected to the Kwisatz rock. Like, he might not be the legit Kwisatz rock, but his existence shouldn't be there. You know what I mean? Mm, yeah. He, he didn't see those grains of sand. I
1: don't pil- quite like, understand it, but yeah, so he's some sort of, he's moving through the grains of sand. He's not made so, of sand at all. Yeah. He's made and of water.
0: The, I'm, I'm sliding pro- through. It might have been explained a little bit, but I'm not exactly sure how it all kind of comes together in this situation. But uh, as far as
1: I'm concerned, it wasn't wasn't explained.
0: No, no. Uh, emperor, the emperor and guys is kind of hoping that Count Fenring fights Paul because he, Count Fenring like has the confidence and he has the skill set to fight Paul and and beat Paul. But Count Fenring he doesn't. He's like he, fuck
1: that. Do you know what you're asking me to do?
0: He's like, "Why will I You seems to
1: stab that guy through his head?"
0: No. Why would I need to do that? Smart move. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's just like why why get fucking involved with this anymore? Like it just seems like it's just going to be a fucking just a nightmare. I kill this guy and there's just going to be more shit. Why not why don't I just like lay my cards out on the table and just kind of like you know, back away from the situation. I think that's, I think that's what's happening. I don't know. I haven't read it since uh, this morning. And, uh, and I, and I've taken, I think that's, I think that's accurate. Relatively accurate. So that, that, fuck man. That's, that's dude. (sighs) That's dude. Feels good.
1: Feels good to finally have this one.
0: Do you feel like you can sleep? You know,
1: it's, no, but <laughs> it's too soon. So we'll see how things are going. You know, usually, like for Wheel of Time, for Eye of the World, at the end, we like to we, you know, we wanted to we sort of celebrate a little bit, we played some games, reminisce a little bit. But you know, this time we we
0: we we just can't do that. That is not an option. Well, hold on, hold on, hold on. You say we don't plan these things out, but I, I've got a I'm little great. surprise.
1: If Will made the game, everyone, then it means we're playing fucking.
0: It's a special guest. Jenga
1: <laughs> <laughs> Special guest. I got a cat at my door. Who's a special guest? You know who it is. Hello! <laughs>
0: wow. Oh. Wow. Hello, well, David, David Lynch, everybody. Hello. From, he's 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 calling into this Hi. phone call right or this Google Meets, uh, via a banana. Forty-eight episodes. Wow.
1: You know, for We we actually forty-eight is the number of Twin Peaks episodes. Oh no! I'm changing into Ray Romano. <laughs> <laughs> ah! Wow. Forty-eight episodes, guys.
0: <laughs> I can't believe Ray Romano. Ray Romano. Ray Romano. Can you can you tell me ab- about mm. your relationship with Dune? And why do you why do you sound like Kermit the Frog a little bit?
1: Mm. <laughs> <laughs> mm, Kermit, uh, Kermit the Frog. Kermit the Frog here now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Ray, uh, Ray, uh, Ray is turned in, Ray, Ray is, Ray is, uh, trans... transformed into a anthropomorphic frog. <coughs> hmm mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. I think, uh, I want to say congratulations. Thank 40... you, Kermit.
0: <coughs> mm-hmm. Got something in your throat? Episodes?
1: Yep. Uh, frog food. <laughs> frog food. Flies, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I have to like get it going. Unless that means a bit, and the flies. Oh. And hey, I don't know how to. Hey. hey,
0: hey, that was a that was a thirty second bit there for you guys. <laughs> you got your hey. money's worth. <laughs>
1: hey, none of it was going well, but a hey, special guest galore, and next season. Wow, we're going to have so many more special
0: guests. I wow. I'm actually wow. committed to get David Lynch on the show. I want to get I want actual David Lynch it, on the show to talk. To talk we about kid, time. but he's
1: actually my hero. Like he's actually one of my heroes. Like it would be if he was on the show it would be bananas, but it would make no sense for him to be on the show and I would not encourage him to do it. Um
0: That's all the more you know, reason. It wouldn't
1: help his career. But hey, uh, Crazy Clown Time didn't do a lot for him either, and he still was all about that. So,
0: is that the movie with him talking to the monkey?
1: No, that's like that's what about Jack? I think, or what did Jack say? What did Jack, what did Jack, Jack Say? What did Jack that was say? pretty good. I think it's what did Jack do? It's pretty good. It's David Lynch talking to a monkey for twenty minutes, and the monkey someone's doing a voiceover monkey, and he's like a night, he's like an old timey, he's like a he's like an old timey detective.
0: Oh my god!
1: At least it's something like that. I don't know. It's been a I while.
0: Gotta, I gotta watch this. I gotta watch this. And then
1: what was and then what was the other thing I just said?
0: Uh, I don't know. David Lynch is your hero, and uh, there's the. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. You know I've what? already i already tuned out. Yeah. I was following you, and then I fell off. Um. Crazy okay, clown so, time. Crazy oh, clown boy. Time. That's
1: a fucking. That's something. Look that up, anyone who hasn't seen that. David Lynch Crazy Crazy Clown Time. That's one of his songs that he made. His video for it. Oh. You listen, hey. Sorry. Have you, you uh how you feel about it?
0: Did I ever show you and I know we're off we're we're now we're off topic, but we're just filling out time at this point. Uh have I ever we well, you We're
1: never talking about Dune again. No, we're it's not over. doing
0: it. we just finished. We just finished. Hey we're hey, done. We're you guys. Finished. Are are if you guys are done with this show because you were like I just want I'm just here to talk about dude great but right now uh, have you ever seen that music video by Crispin Glover who and it's it's called it's called uh, right now nope clown clown clowny clown clown
1: oof I feel like I might know what you're talking about but. I, rem- I didn't I, like the way it made me feel when you said that. It's... Gutterally.
0: It is a... It is a unsettling song. So, Crispin well, that's Glover... Great.
1: You got a clown... You got a clown recommendation? I got a clown recommendation? Everyone go check out these great, a of disturbing clown songs.
0: But I feel like I gotta warn listeners about this. Because, like, for those who don't know, Crispin Glover is the uh, the dad from uh, Back to the Future. He played the uh, one of the like henchman bad guys in charlie's angels like the the cameron diaz Drew Barrymore uh, version. Um so very also he's a very a company
1: that makes crispers. Thank Say you. Say that again? Thank you. I'll be uh I'll be here for well
0: you're here forever. Like Ten more minutes. Yeah, somewhere around there. Uh, and he made this music video and I swear to God like it is it is one of the most unsettling things I've ever I, seen.
1: I bet you, Crazy Clown Time, by Dave Lynch is more fucked. I wager you that.
0: They're both songs.
1: They both are songs.
0: So I this mean, this is true.
1: Well, hey, people need to people need to weigh in weigh in on this. I think we maybe need to get a Twitter poll going.
0: I feel like we should. I think- we
1: need to know. <laughs> But really, we got to wrap this uh, up because, to be honest, like this has damaged my mental health, and I got to We got to go. We got to <laughs> thank you, listen, listeners, p- friends. Thank you so much. Uh, honestly, from yes, the bottom thank of our you hearts, guys. means the world that you listen and that you are in it with us on this, on this ride as we go chapter by chapter through all these fucking books and we're going back to the wheel of time as we've yep hinted or even just flat out said before we are going back next book is uh the wheel of time book two the great Hunt. The
0: great yeah the great hunt i'm excited to get back to it uh i've we might be taking a little longer of a hiatus than uh the last hiatus which was only like about a month or two but um, we'll see. We'll Steven... see.
1: Yeah, it's gonna be a little bit, but we'll see how things go, and we'll probably get bored and put out some content or
0: something. But
1: we need a little time. We need a little time to rebuild the. Uh... Can I reconnect some wires here?
0: Yeah, we need. Uh, we need to
1: in the old build a brain box. I
0: think we we've also got like crazy. We got actually some pretty ridiculous plans of where we want to take this show, but to get it to that point and to get it to that point to do it sustainably takes a little bit of time so i'm excited to see where this goes me too and again cannot
1: stress like we can't achieve those plans without you you listeners uh and you guys like have been doing like wonders for us the numbers have been crazy we've just continued to uh top our our records almost daily so it's it's fantastic and uh yeah we we really like appreciate it more than anything than than anything I don't know what else I can even say about it but uh yeah I hope we can grow this show to those newer and bigger heights but hey, of man, course I'm,
0: uh, I'm just everyone happy, can always
1: you can always reach out to us on uh, Twitter at chapter by chapter podcast that's not what it is Twitter is at chap by chap there you go. Instagram is Chapter by Chapter Podcast. And our email is chapter by chapter podcast at gmail dot com. You can get hold of us on any of those and you can tell us about anything. You can ask us about anything. You can give us your recipes. I'm uh I'm waiting for I've got a couple and I'm I'm planning on doing a recipe episode. guess what, all audio, but I'm gonna record it. And it's just gonna be me smashing things and grinding spice and pepper and cooking chicken wings fuck so that's coming and if you want to be part of that uh get your recipes in um but yeah i mean i think that's really all i have to say for the rest of this season i'm excited to have a little bit of a break
0: me too man me too thank you all so much for listening can't thank you enough uh gives us gives me a reason to keep on creating and keep on doing stuff with uh, my best friend which is awesome uh, and just wow. making it just making it happen yeah I said it warm's I the said heart.
1: it warms my heart well warm's, that warm's is, is it oh, it's gotta warm those cockles <laughs> but alas that is it for Dune so we will be back for season 3 of chapter by chapter the great do